Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events behind the scenes footage and so much more plus you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon it's in you please be in it visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now that's podcast with an s thanks from kqed From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. And I'm Mina Kim. Coming up on Forum, it's a two-hour end-of-year music extravaganza. We'll be talking about the biggest songs and music moments of 2021, and we'll get listener favorites throughout. But first, join me at 9 a.m. to talk about and listen to the best of Bay Area music this year, from Stunaman 2 to the perfectly named group, Life in Sweatpants. And we'll be joined by Alexia Roditas, the lead singer for Destroy Boys. The party kicks off right after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Look like me, baby. Hey, uh, huh, I'm big stepping. Four, five on me, look like I'm bitch pressing. Uh, huh, big weapon. Get to talking, then I'm going to get to chit chat. This is a special edition of the show, celebrating the music of the year across both hours. We're kicking things off here at 9, talking about your favorite Bay Area artist. We just heard a bit of Bay Area rapper Stunaman O2's viral hit, Big Steppin'. We'll talk about the great hip-hop that came out of the Bay this year and more. But first, let's welcome our guest for the hour. First up, friend of the show, Pendarvis Harshaw, columnist for KQED Arts and host of the Right Now-ish podcast. Welcome, Pen. Good morning, Alexis. Happy holidays. We also have Adrian Spinelli, freelance writer and music columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome, Adrian. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. And we've got Jody Amable, music journalist and former content director at the Bay Bridge. Welcome, Jody. Hi, great to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us, y'all. Uh, so, Penn, going to start with you. At the year end, there are usually these sort of best of the year music lists. But do you like believe in best ofs, Penn? How can you rank art? Like, come on, man. Like, that doesn't even make sense. So, no, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in that. There's some other things around the holidays I don't believe in either, but I won't spoil that. Um, But, yeah, it's just tough. And then, you know, you always uh, tilt the scales on artists that release stuff later in the year. So it's um, it's tough. It definitely is tough. What about you, Jody? I mean, music journalist, this is kind of a... A, a standard content type to be like, all right, this is the best. This is what our our readers or our listeners want. Is they want to just know what's the best up this year. Yeah, I mean, I generally agree. It's it's very hard, but yeah, it's something that kind of has to be done. We used to take a different approach at the Bay Bridge and just kind of think of our favorite 
concert or photos we took or just best music moment in general and try not to do like a pitting artists against each other type of deal. So, um, yeah, I think that's a slightly kinder approach. (laughs) I've also just been thinking about because of the sort of infinity of streaming music, like I'm not even sure I always know what was released in 2021 versus like 2005. (laughs) You know, there's like it's just all out there and you can kind of um, choose from it. And yet time does move on and we do have these moments uh, that happen in music that seem to really inflect what everyone is listening to. And Adrian, I thought uh, I would go to you just to get us kicked off on the, your picks for the year. Let's just call them your favorites, Adrian. Cool. Oh, oh wow. Um, this is you're putting me on the spot right away. I am right I, I, I there, right to it. <laughs> but but that but that's okay. Uh, I, I think we talked about hip hop at the top. Um, my favorite Bay Area hip hop album of the year was from a rapper from San Francisco named Larry June. And the album's called Orange Prince. And one thing I really liked about that album is he's been, I mean, you know, Bay Area hip hop, really hip hop in general is really about the hustle. I like this album. He's put out like something like eight albums in the last three years. (laughs) And he's like finally made it. And this guy's like worked so hard to get to where he's at. And he's just kind of this. He's this this coy, like sage type of figure. And the album name checks uh, like cruising culture in the Bay, a lot of familiar routes to people. And he's just he's just a unique dude, especially when most of the hip hop that comes out of the Bay that's really kind of popping off is from the East Bay. No disrespect whatsoever. Um, it's nice to see a guy from San Francisco who's just really doing his thing. So. I love that song, Watering My Plants. <laughs> it's really, if you, want a, if you want a little taste, that I, me personally, so I thought that was really like, If you like green juice, if you yes. like green juice and watering your plants, you should listen to uh, Larry Jim. <laughs> Bay Area dad rap. Um, Penn, uh, speaking of Bay Area dads, you're Bay Area dad. Um, what was your favorite in Bay Area hip hop in 2021? It, it was tough. It was like favorite that I've been exposed to, right? Like, let's let's take that into consideration first. Um, I will give hats off to Larry June's project. It was awesome. And definitely the name drops. He's talking about going to Sausalito and things like that. You know, like, <laughs> who mentions that in rap songs, right? Um, and actually, you know, I wrote something around 415 Day uh, about how San Francisco just had like a slew of artists just dropping quality projects all throughout the year from Young Lot, Equipto, the Old Soul Collective. Uh, Lil Bean had a, a heck of a run. Um, and then um, the artist that I focused on uh, for the year end piece, um, was Stunnerman 02 because his single, not necessarily the album, but the single is something that you'll look back to 2021 and say, oh yeah, I remember that everyone was doing this dance. And sure enough, he performed at the 49ers game, most recently in Phoenix at a Suns game. Um, he has remixes for other sports teams. I've seen people do it at weddings. So it is a song of this year. Mm-hmm. I just, For me at least, Bear Hip Hop 2021 wouldn't be complete without talking about Kevin Allen too, who Penn, I know that you know, he's a guy you've known for a long time. We ran into him in the street in Oakland one time back when he still used the nom de rap, uh, Irk the Jerk. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Allen's project is is sweet. I talk about uh, Larry June and his like a trajectory and like grinding and making it there. Kevin Allen has gone through a name change and just tremendous growth and doing work with Grand Nationals. And his project not only is awesome in his craft, but also featuring some other artists that are highly respected in the Bay Area from um, Jane Hancock to Guap Dad and um, Rex Life Raj. Um, so yeah, that Kevin, Kevin Allen project is, is just awesome. 
So good. So, so good. Um, let's um, listen in to a little bit of Kevin Allen. Fantastic move. What's the point of having tools if you lack the screws? You wouldn't feel so much envy if you felt in tune. Ooh, that jealousy look weird on you. That tough guy shit, that's really fear on you. In due time, it'll all be crystal clear for you. Let the truth be a mirror for you. Never let no man steer for you. In my own lane, right? That is Kevin Allen's Franklin Saint. That's a uh, live version, I believe. And let's come back to you, Jody Mobley. Talk to me about your faves of the year. Yeah, well, kind of like what you were just saying, the last like 24 months have totally blended together. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. is this 2020 or 2021? But two names that really stood out to me this year that I saw over and over were um, two women. Um, Caitlin Cobb VLA is the first one um, who just seems really distinct to me in terms of what the Bay Area has been doing for the last couple of years. She's very, she has a background in theater, which as a former theater kid, I noticed immediately. <laughs> Um, a very tuneful, um, singable stuff. The lyricism is um, just very direct and straightforward and clearly pulled from her personal life, a lot of storytelling and song. And um, the other person is someone named Mae Powell, who's a singer-songwriter type, similarly very direct. Um, She first came across my radar with a song title that I cannot repeat on the radio, (laughs) but... um, yeah, similarly, very upfront, and her music is more kind of 60s, 70s, psychedelic stuff, which is personally very up my alley. So, yeah, those are two names that I'm thinking and hoping we'll be seeing more of. In well, the this is a music show, so we can play a little Caitlin Cobb, Violette. <laughs> We're going to hear her cut, uh, Not a Child. Hope you don't notice that my eyes are red because I smoked all alone in the bedroom. I'll never be a fully present member of society. The only reason I'm alive is Google Maps and asking stupid questions. What's your star sign? I am gay because I know these things. But don't you think a part of me is the same that I have always been except... That was Caitlin Cobb, VLA, with her song Not a Child, as recommended by Jode Amable. Um, I have one to toss in here, too, which we're not going to listen to a cut of, but it's really, really been about the bittersweetness of watching the music of my youth, you know, the early 2000s and late 90s, kind of get reinterpreted by the very people who were doing that music. And uh, so there's a new album out by a band called The Dodos, um, now based here in the East Bay, a guy named Merrick Long. Got to give that a shout out. I've really, it, it's almost like, having all the music that was swirling around in that just pre and post 9-11 time get kind of remixed into a into a new album. It's pretty amazing. Um, 
Adrian, wanted to ask you a bit about your uh, best of column for the Chronicle this year. We have a cut of a of a band called uh, Life in Sweatpants. Uh, tell me a little bit about them. Yeah, they're uh, they're a little mysterious. So they um, they're part of this collective called Longtime Friend Discount, and nobody really knows who they are. Like who the people behind it, like Daft uh, Punk style. They just like, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, save the robot helmets, you know, but uh, <laughs> they're, uh, I think that they're, they're more kind of going towards a studio approach where they, they want to compose. Um, but this song just kind of hit me like a freight train. I thought it was one of the best pop songs I heard this year. There's just, they really understand how to, how to play on like different points of energy and, you know, in a year where we really have lived in sweatpants, I'm in sweatpants right now. <laughs> um, this was like the yeah, see all, all the other panelists. Are like, yeah, everyone's like, yeah. I mean, who's not in too. sweatpants? Yeah, uh, it was it was just the perfect music for for staying indoors and kind of feeling feeling okay with it because there's just such incredible energy in this song, and they're from somewhere in the bay. Like I said, we don't know a lot about them. I do know that this is one of the best songs I heard this year. Um, it's called "Good to Yourself." So. Yeah. That's so good. We're going to play it into the break. Um, uh, I love it because inflation is back and so is disco. It's kind of how I'm reading what's going on there. Uh, We're talking about the best music from Bay Area artists this year with Adrian Spinelli, music columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. He also covers music for Up Rocks. Jody Amable, music journalist and former content director at the Bay Bridge. And Penn Harshaw, columnist for KQED Arts and host of KQED's Right Now-ish podcast. And we want to hear from you. What was your favorite song or album from a Bay Area artist this year? Give us a call now, 866-733-6777. That's 866-733-6786. Let's listen in here to Life in Sweatpants. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Who 
We're talking the best of Bay Area music in 2021 with Penn Harshaw, host of KQED's Right Nowish, Adrian Spinelli, music columnist for The Chronicle, Jody Mable, music journalist and former content director at The Bay Bridged. You just heard a bit of the song Drink by the band Destroy Boys out of Sacramento. Their new album this year is titled Open Mouth, Open Heart and was featured on KQED's Best Bay Area Albums list this year. Joining us now is Destroy Boys lead singer, Alexia Roditas. Welcome to Forum. Hello, hello. Hey. So talk to me. What's it been like in this strange pandemic times uh, playing your music? Um, It's been pretty interesting. It's been all right. I've been writing a lot. I got a lot better at guitar um, (laughs) through the pandemic, so that was kind of cool. Um, cause it was like, huh, like what else am I going to do today? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. And it was actually like, you know, pretty good time to reflect and, and like, right. So that was, that was cool. Do you think um, it's changed your music at all? I mean, it seems like the music is changing slightly, maybe slightly less aggressive from the previous couple albums. Yeah. Um, I think that that was going to happen anyways, um, just because as I get older, I sort of um, like as we all get older, I feel like I'm figuring out how like just, you know, the range of emotions is different. <laughs> and <laughs> I think what changed is that this time around when we were recording the album, we had a lot more time to write and record. So the songs came out more dynamic than the other ones simply because we had more time. We had about a month like for record. We had a month for recording and then we wrote for about a month, even though that the writing process is like, I could start a song two years ago and then finish it. But yeah, um, honing in on the songs. So we took a lot of time and I think that that was something different that we're going to be doing. Tell us about that song that we heard drink. So Drink is off of our album and it is, it was like, so Vi had written it before, Vi wrote like a demo for it, um, try, was trying to scrap it and me and Narsa were like, no. And then it was, so she had originally written like these lyrics and she sent them to me and I started like writing them about sort of about addiction and drinking and um especially like in the family is like where I come from with that. So that's what that song is about. Um, Yeah. Yeah. How about (laughs) tell us, I know that you're based in Sacramento. Do you think of yourself as a Bay area musical artist or do you think of yourself as like a Sacramento musical artist or both? Well, we actually all live in San Francisco. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were, Oh, got it. Got it. No, yeah. Well, I mean, we're from Sacramento, but we moved to like we've been Narsay is from San Francisco. Like that's our drummer and Vine are from Sacramento. We moved out here, like started going to Mills College in 2017, dropped down in 2019. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not four years. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. It's been working out so far, so it's okay. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but I mean, like I, I still call us like a Sacramento band um, just because I feel kind of weird claiming like Bay Area band status, like mm-hmm. not having um, 
like lived here but we did play a lot like the bay just has more venues basically and um so it's kind of easier to be in a band out here than it is in sac yeah um, were there things about the sac scene though kind of a tighter smaller scene that you that you loved or that you feel like really pushed you in your music yeah i really liked it um i think that i got to hang out with the musicians that i really admired all the time and so like there wasn't any kind of separation between us not that that exists out here but it's since but it's a bigger scene like more genres whereas in sac it's kind of like it's like you'll see everyone at the hardcore shows at the punk shows at the post-punk shows um you know what i mean like is <laughs> having there be sort of like different people at each one of those it's like if there's a show like kind of all the same people are going to be going um and so i got to talk to people who i really admired like vocalists that i really admired and um just kind of got to be in the same room all the time as like people who were doing what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. Last thing before we let you go, um, who are some other artists you love? Maybe shout out some some sack artists if you want. Ooh. Uh, you don't Jones. have to. They could be San Francisco too. <laughs> Just giving you a chance. They're the high school friends, you know. Yeah. Um, let me think. Uh, I really love. I love Mannequin Pussy. I love. Oh my gosh! I'm like trying to think of any music that I like. I'm like going to go check my Spotify. No, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> local artists that I listen to. Oh, thank you. Come again. I love Buzz Lightyear. I love Jigsaw Youth, The Umbrellas, um, Jigsaw, all those except for Mannequin Pussy, Jigsaw Youth, they're East Coast. Um, yeah, there's a couple for you. That's great. Well, I have to say, we loved your album. It is awesome. Uh, this is Alexia Roditi's. She, they are the lead singer of the band Destroy Boys. Their new album this year is Open Mouth, Open Heart. Thank you so much for joining us, Alexia. Thank you so much for having us, KQED. Yeah. We are talking about the best music from Bay Area artists this year with Penn Darvis Harshaw, columnist for KQED Arts and host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Adrian Spinelli, music columnist at the San Francisco Chronicle, also covers music for Up Rocks. And Jody Amable, music journalist and former content director at the Bay Bridge. And we do want to hear from you. Was there a Bay Area live show or music moment that transported you or left an impression? Give us a call now, 866-733-6786. You can also tell us your favorite song or album from a Bay Area artist. Numbers 866-733-6786. Get in touch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, KQED Forum, and the email is forum at kqed.org. What do you think, uh, Adrian, did you, are you familiar with and like Destroy Boys? Yeah, absolutely. I actually wrote about, uh, I think it was Drink when it came out before the album in my column. Uh, it kind of hit me out of nowhere. I was like, who's this like, who's this punk band, this like kind of, I guess, pop punk band from the Bay? And I knew that you were living in San Francisco. So I, I was I was all over it. Um, yeah, there's there's not a lot of stuff in the city like that, like Destroy Boys right now. So I really like what, what they're doing. Yeah, Alexia, it's great. They're, uh, they're just like a really wonderful kind of like callback really it feels like to some of that uh late 90s early 2000s pop punk but you know with all the new stuff that goes along with with life now jody do you uh do you want to talk say anything else about destroy boys uh m- echoing what adrian said yeah i 
heard of that. I think it was late 2019 when they first came across my writer. And thank you for clearing up the confusion about Sacramento versus San Francisco. Because <laughs> a weird quirk of my job is having to constantly monitor where all of the local artists live. So I remember <laughs> that was kind of a, an area of confusion. But yeah, same thing. I was so struck by just this really fresh, classic punk rock sound that really like energized me and excited me. Um, and yeah, big fan. Yeah, that's great. Let's bring in our first caller. Let's uh, bring in Sean from San Jose. Welcome to the show. Hi. Yeah, um, Marty Riley and the old they're in an uh, indie folk band um, who also uh, incorporate a lot of blues. They'll, they'll recycle songs that are in excess of 100 years old. And they've got some Southern blues too, which is really nice. And um, yeah, Halloween show is great, but I tell you, their New Year's Eve shows are always fantastic. Right. This this group headlined a, a, a three-day camping music festival that went on for about six years for a, a special for a Bay Area special uh, camp for special needs adults, children, and teens at Camp Cram. It was great. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, Sean, we actually happen to have a cut from Marty O'Reilly in the Old Soul Orchestra. So let's uh, let's cue it up. Thanks so much, Sean. You're welcome. You got this heavy upper swing beneath that cinnamon tree. There you go. If you want some of that old-time music, Marty O'Reilly and the Old Soul Orchestra. Another album KQED highlighted is local country artist Miko Mark's Our Country. was her first album in 13 years, and she visited Forum earlier this year to talk about it. So let's hear a bit of it along with one of her favorite songs off the album. I'm really, really, really happy with this work that I've done. Um... I didn't see another album in my future. Um, so this is really, uh, it just tells me that things um, might not go how you think they're going to go. <laughs> and so um, my favorite song on the album is Travel Light. And um, I hope you go and get this album and stream it as much as you want and buy it. I'm leaving in the morning. Had enough of what I see Bound from here to New Orleans or Some desert in between I'm sorry that I did not make it Building castles made of sand That is Miko Marks with the song Travel Light. Uh, You also heard her talking with Forum earlier this year. And Penn, um, you also interviewed Miko Marks, right? Tell me a little bit about her. Yeah, interviewed Miko Marks twice uh, in the past couple of years. Initially, uh, pre-pandemic, we talked about roller skating. She had a song called Roll Bounce, and she hung out with a collective that skated kind of on the southeast corner of Lake Merritt. 
and it was really just about quad skates and little did we know that quad skates were going to blow up because <laughs> of people searching for activities to do during the pandemic um so the initial interview was about that and then i followed up with her recently um after she released um her latest projects uh, two of them this year and um yeah she got back to her country roots and i mean she's big country you know country boots country hat big hair uh the voice and all of that and um and and it goes back to the conversation about uh what is the album of the year? You have to imagine somebody who hasn't released a full project in so many years. They've been working on these projects for, for some time now. So when was that song first conceived? When was it written? When was it recorded? We heard it this year, but, you know, you have to imagine it was in the ethers for some time now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Adrian, you know, I want to talk a little bit with you about performances. I mean, obviously the pandemic has scrambled everything, live music, uh, maybe m- most of all, at least for quite a while. And... You wrote about Outside Lands, big premiere festival here in the Bay. How do you think that changed uh, because of the pandemic? Yeah, um, honestly, I thought this was maybe my favorite year of Outside Lands ever. And I've been a little critical of it in the past just because I didn't really always feel like there was a sense of community there. Mm-hmm. Like it always felt like this, this I, I, just short of a cash grab. I don't want to like full on say that, but I think this year there was really a sense of gratitude from everybody who was there. I think we were all really thankful to, to have that opportunity. And it was really felt from performers, from staff, from especially from the attendees. Like it was, I think we all kind of rallied around the, uh, the circumstances that we were dealing with for the last year and a half. And it just felt like, it felt like such a privilege to be out in Golden Gate Park, you know, the sweeping greenery of it all. And, um, you know, we, we weren't able to have, hardly strictly bluegrass, you know, this year in person, but yeah, outside lines, it really meant a lot. And there were some, you know, incredible performance. I mean, we had big acts like Lizzo and Tame Impala were two, probably two of my favorites of the festival, the two headliners. And, but there was, it was still a showcase, you know, for talent from all ends of the spectrum. And it's always great seeing Bay area acts there. Uh, Rex Life Raj, you know, rapper that Penn mentioned earlier, just really put it down early on. Uh, Brigine is a duo that was, you know, born in Oakland. Um, they put on a really great set on one of the smaller stages and yeah, just the sense of gratitude was really like, it was, it was palpable. So, yeah. Jody, how about you? I mean, obviously this is a big part of your job as well. How did you feel about the performance scene and starting to, at least trying to come back pre-Omicron? Um, yeah, it, I only got out to a couple shows before um, I've been studying abroad in London for the last couple of months. So I was only able to get to like three my first one was um, technically Perfume Genius for um, Stern Grove. And um, I was expecting it to be this really emotional return, but it actually felt just kind of natural and just it, it didn't feel like as big of a like life event as I thought it was going to be. That happened. I went to Rickshaw Stop for, I believe it was French Cassettes, who are a band that have been on the scene forever and ever. I think they played the first Bay Bridge event I ever worked Um, And that, I think maybe because it was more of like with my local family, sort of, that really felt more like a homecoming to me. (laughs) We're talking about the best music from Bay Area artists this year with Jody Amable, music journalist and former content director at the Bay Bridge, Adrian Spinelli, music columnist at the Chronicle, Pan Harsha, columnist for KQED Arts and host of KQED's Right Now-ish podcast. And we do want to hear from you. What was your favorite song or album from a Bay Area artist this year? Give us a call now, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. We have a bunch 
of uh, comments of people who've sent in their favorites. Uh, Anthony tweets, favorite Bay Area album, Easy, Hella Ratchet 3 by Mr. Fab. A listener writes on Instagram, absolute favorite song, Gone by Tawny Kendall. A listener writes on Instagram, best Bay Area album was definitely the self-titled Fake Fruit, and the best show I went to was Julian Baker with Dead and Illuminati Hotties opening. Uh, Adrian, I know you're also a Fake Fruit fan. Yeah, I actually just uh, caught up with them at the merch table at Rickshaw Stop last week, and they're fronted by a gal named Hannah Diamato, and I mean, she is she is a force of nature, straight up. That was their their album came out on Sonny Smith's new uh, label called Rocks in Your Head Records, and that's Sonny Smith of Sonny and the Sunsets that I'm sure a lot of people in San Francisco and the Bay will know. But they're uh, they're a post punk band that just shreds, and this uh, this lead singer she's she's something else. And it was a really like a nice a good like tight half hour of an album that just really left a lasting mark, if you will. Yeah. Hey, Penn, um, we're going to go into this next break with your song of the summer. I know it's hard to remember summer, given it was the winter solstice last night and it's pouring rain, but it was Ciamara's Chardonnay. Give us just a little little capsule on this song. I, I lied to you not. I'm listening to this song. The whole album, she just goes everywhere. Like Ciamara, she's just been poured into from so many different realms, genres of music. This song, Chardonnay, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, this feels good. And the next thing I know, I look up and I have wine in my hand. And I'm like, I didn't even <laughs> remember pouring that. It's just, it's one of those. So yeah, hope you all enjoy it. Yeah. See you, Mara. Chardonnay. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We'll be back with more after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal.
Sure, talking the best of Bay Area music in 2021 with Jody Amable, music journalist, Adrian Spinelli, music columnist at the San Francisco Chronicle, and Penn Harshaw, host of KQED's Right Now-ish podcast. That was a bit of the song Gaia Tree by Santa Cruz-based drummer and composer Keshav Batish. His album is titled Binaries in Cycle and was featured on KQED's Best Bay Area Albums list this year. Let's talk a little bit about Bay Area jazz. Adrian, you had a favorite jazz album this year. I did, and I actually ended up learning a lot about uh, a, a particular Bay Area jazz musician when I got into this album. It's uh, Jazz is Dead 006 featuring Gary Bartz, the saxophone player, and this is a project that he did with producers Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Um, Ali Shaheed is of a tribe called Quest, obviously, that's where most people will know him from, and Adrian Young is a is a hip-hop instrumentalist, if you will, you know, where a lot of hip-hop is dominated by samples. He's kind of made a name for himself uh, doing everything using live instruments. And so this Jazz is Dead project, they bring back jazz legends into the studio with them and they make new music. And it's kind of a way of, you know, the title Jazz is Dead is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek thing of introducing these legends to the masses. And uh, they put out, I think, a half dozen at least volumes this year alone. And the one with Gary Bartz really stood out to me, not only because he's from Oakland, you know, he's lived in Oakland for, I guess, decades is my understanding. Um, but he played with Miles Davis, McCoy Tyner, people like that. And the music is just incredible. It's like expertly arranged. And what I love about it is that at the end of the day, it really leaves that it really leaves room for Bartz to shine above it all and i think it was an album that didn't really get singled out as like a bay area product very much but it definitely is and yeah jazz is dead 006 with gary bartz so let's hear a bit of a song from that album called the message featuring gary bartz message featuring Gary Bartz. That is a perfect song for this rainy, rainy, rainy day. Uh, Jody Amable, I wanted to give you a chance. Do you got anything on the jazz side of the spectrum that you want to uh, shout out? Uh, no, I'm not super knowledgeable on jazz as a genre. Definitely not up to uh, Spinelli. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Just wanted to give you the, you know, you never know. You've, uh, you start listening to Kamasi Washington. You never know what's going to come next. You know, um, we have a caller, uh, Kate from Inverness, who has would love to talk about something very funny to me. Go ahead, Kate. Good morning. Thank you for this show. I'd like to remind listeners that Mike Marshall's Music has been the theme song for Forum for many, many years. And he's such a fabulous artist. Um, and I just, I want to remind people that, that that's his music. Yeah, the Forum theme song was composed by, by Mike Marshall. It's true. It is, it is true. The music I hear more than any other, for better or worse, is that Forum theme song. Um, we have actually a tiny bit of his other music, I believe. If we could just, well, just, you know, pop in on that for just a few seconds.
That is Sliding Down by Mike Marshall. You know, I'm uh, I'm curious, Jody, you have been working on the Bay Bridge. You had been working on the Bay Bridge for a while, publication. Tell me a little bit about what happened and if you think that reflects any changes in the Bay Area music scene. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the short answer of why we closed is COVID, but in reality, it's just a, a number of factors. COVID was just well, kind for of folks that- who didn't know the publication, can you just give us sort of like the capsule on what it was what it was trying to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we were a music blog devoted to um, local Bay Area music. Um, it started as a podcast between two just friends in college who just wanted to talk about the local artists they loved. And then 15 years later, <laughs> it evolved into a blog and a concert production um, entity. Um, and yeah, so it, it just, yeah, there's definitely an element of the Bay Area landscape changing a lot. Um, I, I don't want to say anything that discounts anyone else's hard work, but yeah, there was definitely an issue of people getting priced out and not to disrespect people who have stayed here and worked hard, but constant people coming and going. Um, and then in the last year, you know, we uh, the amount of things there were to cover dropped off considerably. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the, the idea of closing down had kind of been on the table for maybe a year or two. And we kind of decided if ever there were a time to call it, it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be 2021. So, but 15 years is an incredible run. That's, yeah. Yeah. Granted. Yeah. We're talking about the best music from Bay Area artists and our music scene this year here with Jody Amable, music journalist and former content director at the Bay Bridge, Adrian Spinelli, music columnist at the San Francisco Chronicle, and Penn Harshaw, columnist for KQED Arts and host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. We want to hear from you. What was your favorite song or album from a Bay Area artist this year? Or was there a show or music moment that transported you and left an impression? Give us a call now, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, KQED Forum. Or you can email forum at kqed.org. I want to talk a little bit with you, and maybe, Penn, maybe we'll start there what is the Bay Area sort of local stardom? What have we been kind of offering to the world? Not necessarily our local music scene, but the people from here who've started to get big. And, and how do they have, do they share connections or is it just kind of random superstars? That's a good question. Like a common thread between all of them? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's scattered. Like, as you said it, I was thinking about like 24K Golden. Like, uh, he's out of the city and kind of on that Bieber track, you know, kind of pop, uh, rap if you will. Um, and then somebody like her, where it's like soulful pop R&B, totally different. Um, huge stars, mega stars, Pilo. Pilo out of Pinole, real fun loving, up-tempo music. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's a, a, a through line that I could name at least. Yeah. Adrian, what do you think? I think that a lot of the acts that have kind of broken through, so to speak, you know, there, there's really, there's, there's a lack of uh, management and people with like a lot of industry connections in the Bay, but there's some places, you know, that, that there's like some managers, uh, people like Kehlani um, and like 
uh, Pilo, even like their their management are people that are really well connected. Um, and Indy too, like an act like Jay Som, who's down in LA now. Um, I think that that really helps to have talented people that are in and around the Bay Area orbit that that have connections in the music industry. Um, Empire, the label and distributor out of San Francisco. I mean, they've done more for Bay Area hip hop than just about anybody in the last decade. And they're kind of an anomaly of sorts um, because they, they, they're they in the financial district. Hmm. And their CEO, Ghazi, is born and bred in San Francisco. And hmm. like they are committed to to pushing Bay Area music as well as everything else. I mean, they're one of the biggest label distributors in the world now. And they have this new studio in Soma too. So they're bringing artists in to record in the city, which is an incredible way to kind of keep projecting the sound of the Bay out beyond the borders, you know? So that's cool. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's read some comments here too. We've got a listener who writes songs from new artist Paris Hing on bedroom pop from the album naive that I loved are, I will see you again. Voices in my head, gray and wish we never happened. That is some good bedroom pop titles. <laughs> wish we never happened. That's a great bedroom pop title. Uh, Reed tweets, I love the sound of a group called Prism, one of whom is based in Santa Rosa. Electronic textures and airy vocals. My favorite tune is New Car. And Sarah writes, my favorite Bay Area musician is Sarah Coolidge. Let's uh, bring in Carson from Castro Valley. Carson, welcome to the show. Hey, what up? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. I was just tuning in. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out to um, one of my favorite musicians, Space Ghost. They're in Oakland. You can find them on Space Ghost Oakland on uh, Instagram. They put out an amazing album uh, called Dance Planet earlier this year. It's like kind of like funky house music along some other lines, but uh, it's really great. Check it out. All right, Space Ghost. That's the, the Instagram with Space Ghost Oakland. Thanks, Carson. Let's bring in Chad from Petaluma. Chad? Hi. Hey. How's it going? Good, good. Who do you want to shout good. out? Uh, Sean Hayes, Petaluma guy. Uh, his latest album this year was Be Like Water, and it was amazing. Yeah, that's great. That, so that was uh, Sean Hayes and Be Like Water. Penn, uh, wanted to ask you about a couple other Bay Area folks. Like, what about her, who's just had a monster year? Like, we we haven't really talked about her in this show, only because it's like she seems to not she seems to have transcended just being like a Bay Area artist. Yeah, yeah. Like once you once you hit the SNL stage, you know, you <laughs> get a a Grammy and an Oscar, I believe, and throw your own mega concert in the Bay Area that brings international superstars to the bay yeah you're, you're you're doing pretty well i'd assume um but yeah it's been fascinating to see her rise um and also um how it brings back the focus that the bay area is a hub for r&b and soul and there are a lot of artists um to shout out that fall in the same line as her you can go from Isaiah bell to uh, uh, rihanna J. um and there are just a number of artists uh who i think um yeah, people should recognize. If, if you're into her, you should check them out as well. Yeah. Hey, Jody, you know, what do you appreciate about Bay Area artists, you know, as a Bay Area native yourself? Yeah, and I think Pindar has kind of touched on it, that I think the common thread in at least this year that I've noticed a lot of is this air of like authenticity and really 
there's something about people like her and sweetie and um Rihanna J, by the way, huge fan, <laughs> um, that like I s- hear their work and I see them and I'm like, yeah, that seems like someone I would have gone to school with, you know, mm-hmm. like I just, I don't know what it is. There's very little pretense, very little like cool facade. Um, and I just really appreciate that. Let's follow that, oh, yeah, follow that ahead, real quick. But yeah, that's one of the more fascinating things that I've watched unfold this year is this artist out of Vallejo by the name of La Russell, who's just had this just monumental growth, um, getting praised by media on the East Coast, which is big for rappers out of the West Coast. Um, and then being level-headed and working with other artists and this cross-collaboration throughout the region. Uh, we discussed earlier, like, are you from Sacramento or the Bay? And like seeing artists purposely reach out to people from Modesto, Stockton, Sacramento, you name it, and have that cross collaboration. And it all seems like people are chill. I'm sure it's not like all, <laughs> you know, PC, but you know, like uh, front facing, it does wonders for the entire region. And so I, yeah. I've enjoyed watching that. I think of Kevin Allen, and we talked about at the top, we both love, I think of him in that same realm too, as just someone who's kind of growing this set of collaborators in this kind of whole scene and sees their role in the music world is to, to do that too. It's cool. Uh, let's bring in Lena from Oakland. Hi, this is Lena. I uh, just wanted to uh, bring up a topic that I don't usually hear. Um, it's African diaspora musicians that actually live in the Bay Area. I've been following um, a musician called Piwai, um, and she's really prolific uh, percussionist. She actually played on uh, one of Bay Area's uh, prominent musicians, Fantastic Negrito. She played on his mm. album. Um, the last days of Oakland, and she's she hails from Zimbabwe, and she's one of like lesser celebrated artists, but that's really prolific. Uh, plays a lot in the area, and uh, collaborates with a lot of musicians and DJs. And then um, oh, and Lena, wait, we have a song by Pye. So let's uh, let's listen in Pye. The song's uh, Moleka. Oh. Thank you, Lena, for that. And that was PYE uh, Molaika. I want to talk a little bit about the people that we lost here in the Bay Area this year. Penn, um, who comes to mind uh, for you? Baba Zumbi from Zion I, mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost. Um, uh, both an artist I respected and a friend and somebody I had talked to, you know, two months before his unfortunate passing. Um, mm. And so I definitely want to shout out his name and give my yeah. condolences to his friends and family. For people who don't know him, what made Baba Zumbi such a significant presence here in the Bay? It was He, he was a tactician when it came to rapping. And I, I knew him from my days of when I was doing poetry. And he would, you know, teach us about breath control. And, like, he was really about just the skill, the craft. And then he was just a normal human. You'd see him around with his kids just walking through the streets. And like, you know, and like, so for him to be that accessible, but also um, be on tours internationally, um, it really, it showed me the potential of where this art could take you. Yeah. Adrian, we also lost Gift of Gab from Black Alicious, another tremendous rapper. Yeah. And first off, big shouts to Baba Zumi. I mean, he was le- legendary. Um, Gift of Gab too. I, you know, I, I grew up with hip hop in the nineties and uh, into the early aughts and, um, he was the best rapper I ever heard the first time I heard him that track alphabet aerobics, you know, where he takes, I mean, mm-hmm. this is kind of like the, oh, the, the one that everybody knows where he raps with every letter of the alphabet and he does like a, a verse with each letter and he goes A to Z. And he was, I mean, he was much more than just that, um, with black delicious. They, 
they kind of pine they were they were one of the great golden age of hip-hop acts um chief xl was his producer and they you know looped in classic soul samples just in such a gorgeous way and he was just such a talented mc and uh seeing you know got to see him at slim's uh it was the last time i saw black delicious shortly before slim's closed and he wasn't doing great but he was he was fighting and he went you know he just he was just a warrior through and through and uh definitely miss gifted gab and baba zumbi uh a lot so you know ben these guys were pretty they were not that old you know and how, how are you feeling about losing these people it feels like way before their time yeah it puts it in perspective i mean each situation is different and we'll say that for starters but uh there is that common thread like across hip-hop where you look at you know some of these significant deaths and people are passing in their 50s um and uh you wonder what type of um how the lifestyle of touring and drinking, smoking, like living unhealthily um, impacts the artists. Um, it probably makes for good art, but it also doesn't necessarily make for the best sale. We've been talking about the best music from Bay Area artists in our music scene this year with Penn Harshaw, columnist for KQED Arts, Adrian Spinelli, music columnist at the San Francisco Chronicle, and Jody Amable, music journalist and former content director at the Bay Bridge. Thank all, thanks to all three of you for joining us. Cheers. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And we're going to go out on this show. We got another hour of music ahead with Mina Kim. Don't forget that. But we're going to go out with Zion Eyes, The Bay, featuring obviously Baba Zumbi. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned. Baby Bubba and I thought you knew Oakland to Vallejo, Vallejo to the Zay The Zay to the Skull, a.k.a. as the Bay Unique, so we speak in a whole lot of ways We hardly get the love cause we close to LA We got our own slang, but everybody took it Now we going dumb down the Ave driving crooked Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.